Oh, hey. You're listening to Oh, Hey, the podcast with me, Ryan the Millennial. And me, Todd the Gen Xer, where we sit around the table and we talk about gay stuff. Come join us. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, Ryan. How's it going, Todd? Good, good. How are you? Pretty dang good. Yeah? Welcome to another episode of Oh, Hey, the podcast. Here we are, right in the dead of fall. What, well, what is up with this weather? Wait, technically has fall It's started. not. No, it hasn't even started, but it sure feels like it, right? It, it does. And I'm not complaining because I love me some chilly weather. I know. We talked about it last week. Chilly weather, pumpkin spice. Mm. And that gives me an opportunity to bug my friend group even more. About bonfires, because I really want Correct. one. Correct. I, I, you know, I'm surprised <laughs> we have not had one at yet. some point yet. Well, we'd have to bother Jen about that. We, we would have to do that. I'll yeah. get on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're not alone today. Yeah, we have our friend Dahlia on. Hello. Hi, Dahlia. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. I feel like I'm accepting that Georgia doesn't believe in science and COVID <laughs> uh. is what it is. Um. Yeah, I didn't get to go to the pool all summer, but all in all, everything's good. I feel like I've just accepted it. Well, that's a good bright outlook on this dire. <laughs> I was going to say, let's just put a positive spin. <laughs> ah, it is yeah. what it is. Well, you said, um, are you you're on the uh, like the outskirts of Atlanta, right? Right. I'm probably about an hour from Midtown, where all the cool stuff is, and I do like this space, and I like the country, and I love a good bonfire. But I just really didn't ever get how different every part of the state is from Atlanta. So in Atlanta, people seem to believe in science, but not the rest of us. <laughs> so are, are you new to this area? Not at all. I don't know why I never noticed. Oh, <laughs> I was, oh okay. I'm born and raised from here. I'm from farther south like 30 minutes from Jacksonville, Florida. I was in between Jacksonville and Savannah in a kind of tiny town that no one's ever heard of. But you might have heard of St. Simon's Island or the Golden mm. Isles. That's I, I heard from. of it once. Yeah. And it was about three seconds ago. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that movie it, Midnight in the Garden of um, uh, Good and Evil. Good and like, Evil, yeah. That was close to me, kind of. So okay. I'm from that part of the state. All right. All right. Oh, Ryan just got back from Atlanta. He should have yeah, he yeah. should have connected with you when he was down there. That would, that you guys would could have been have, so cool. You could have I hung mean, out. Well, I, did you really enjoy your trip? Did you feel like everybody was looking sick and shut in or it was fine? Uh, well, I mean, from because I was there meeting a friend and then he showed me the parts of Atlanta that he uh, really frequents, I guess. But it was during... Because I went down during the week, so it was during the week and midday. So it's it's not like anything was like popping too much. Because he took me to, I uh, forget the name of the bars, but there were like three gay bars right next to each other, and he took me to all three. And then they were pretty much dead. And then the people who were actually in the bars were wearing masks. So I oh. I felt so. Are bars can bars be open in Georgia? Oh, yeah. I honestly... Oh, really? I don't know what isn't open. I got hoodwinked into going out for Mexican food this weekend. And 
None of the patrons were wearing masks as they masks as they were waiting in line. At least the servers were wearing them and they were kind of trying to space people out, but people were clustered together at the entrance. Mm. It's just oh. it's a full-blown disaster and people still aren't getting it. My boss said that she was going to just stay bathed in the blood of Christ. Whoa. And that was all she had to worry about. Okay. Well, oh, okay. So yeah. actually, I have a side tangent really quick because Atlanta just had their Black Pride, I think, right? Yes, yes. And honestly, I feel I feel bad even admitting this, but I've never mm-hmm. gone because there's a lot of price gouging that goes on. So I go to the, I don't think I should call it White Pride because that connotates something else, <laughs> but I go to the other oh, Pride. Yeah. Yeah, you sound especially like a, in Georgia. You got to be careful going yeah. to a white pride event. Yeah, might, seriously. I go nothing. Ag- nothing against Georgians. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not stereotyping. I'm just. And I I'm love it here. I, so I say that with all the love in my heart. Mm-hmm. But I mean, especially lately, people's true colors have really been showing, and it's been super weird because some of these people claim to be friends or loved ones, and they're just not getting it, and people aren't getting how hostile, just how unsafe some LGBTQIA plus people are feeling under this administration. Mm -hmm. People are not getting it. So I still think this is the only state I ever want to live in, but we have more work to do than I realized. Yeah, that's fair fair. enough. Come to North Carolina. We have a lot of work to do also. (laughs) I don't think we're very far removed. We we at least have a governor who says the right things, Mm -hmm. but then all the businesses are like, well, screw you. And they just open anyway and nobody does anything. So Mm. our gyms have been closed until, I guess, last week they were allowed to open. Well, officially. Officially, but but they were all open. There was not a gym closed, really. So Mm -hmm. And no one was going around enforcing. I think what I heard, no, nobody enforced it. I think what I heard is that if you had a medical reason that you needed to work out, mm-hmm. you were supposed to get documentation and that Jim's actually advertised and said, if we get raided, you will need to present your documentation, but we're not going to ask for it. <laughs> so, I mean, like there would be 150 people parked in the the parking lots headed yeah. into the gym. So. Well, just how hot and snatched our North Carolinians looking if people are that serious about <laughs> well, you would, the gym. You would think that, wouldn't you? But no, we, <laughs> nah. we're not there yet. No, not, yeah, unfortunately not yet. We just like to go inside in the air conditioning, I guess. <laughs> I know there's some that try and draw you in with a free massage or time in the tanning booth. And I know some people go and just cruise and they leave. They don't work out. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I know some people that do that. The, the Y is very uh, synonymous for cruising. We were just talking yeah. about that this weekend, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wait a second. Okay. This might be a weird question. Hopefully I don't uh, offend you, Dahlia. We, do- we, da- Dahlia, we don't know what to do with... Um- with a woman on the show. I'll just be honest. We don't know what to do. So if do we say what something. you usually do, because <laughs> honestly, I laugh so hard when I was listening to, I don't know who is the one who has a history of making out with, it's Ryan, right? It's Ryan, Under yes. the influence. When you, oh, yeah. When you guys talked about he, just how repulsed you sounded, Ryan, at the concept of a pussy being in your face was hysterical. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, can I get a country biscuit flavored one? Maybe that's not exactly what you said, but it was hysterical. I'm totally, 
I that cannot be right. offended. If I've already listened. I am ready for for anything. For anything. Yeah, if he didn't say that, he should have. And <laughs> I think Biscuitville should market it and put that on the menu like as a limited time offer. So, uh, random question. Do lesbians cruise? They do not. At least, maybe I'm not hot enough. Maybe I haven't been working out hard enough. But that I have seen, no. All I see is just that love of attachment mm-hmm. and people really wanting to delay putting out. Okay. Um, yes, it's just... Wait, wait, elaborate, delay putting out. That's, <laughs> that's like a foreign to thing to gay so men. You so many dates, right? And you have to really have a connection, yeah. at least... She has to really like you. It seems like you can't find anyone who's just like, hey, I'm in a pinch and I need some today. I just need my taco slapped a bit. (laughs) It's like impossible. Well, I have found more bi women that might be like that, that they're like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is, I need this to happen by midnight. But even then, still so much talking and back and forth and usually being friends afterward, even if it was a one-time thing. So women do you, are very strange. That's a great question. So are you more like, are you likely to be friends with people you have been involved with intimately? 100%. We talked about that on the show one time. Yeah, actually, I think that was actually on our last episode. Oh, well, was it's it? funny. Yeah. If they're male, definitely not. If they're women, absolutely. It's almost like you never would have been together if you weren't already capable of maintaining a friendship. And so okay. you never let that go. So I've heard from people, especially with COVID going on, who don't even live in this country anymore. They're married to some other woman. And they're just like, I just need to know that you're okay. What's going on over there? And that's normal. What? God, I wish it were <laughs> like that in the gay community. But you, you know what it is, right? I mean, I mean she, the gay man community. Well, I mean, she already told us though, they have to put in the time before that's true. anything physical happens. And in the in the gay male community, things happen, and then we say, "Oh, I kind of like that. Would yeah. you like to go out on a date?" Um, so it's sort of we reverse the the order. We but it seems like it a good first. idea to do it that way too, because what if you're not compatible in that way sexually? Yeah, and now you've got a friend that wants <laughs> to bone, and you're not interested. Oh, and you've already and now you've spent the money. You've been on several exactly. dates. Time is gone. You can't get it back. <laughs> If, exactly. If is, you're dating somebody of the same gender, it, you've probably spent the money. So it, it would exactly. be one thing if you were, well, I guess this is benevolent sexism, but you know, I only argue with the other sexism. When people are trying to get the bill, <laughs> I usually don't say anything. But in some cases, you know, you don't have to put the bill. So this is mm-hmm. a real investment of time. So then it's like you just have to make the sex work. So I think you guys might have it right. <laughs> so you would prefer the hookup situation happen first and then a dating situation to follow. Yes. Or at okay. least a much more brief mm-hmm. getting to know you situation. So let me ask a, a question. And I mean this in all seriousness as well. So like, you know, we have grinder, scruff. There there are places where you meet men mm-hmm. specifically for hookups. I, what What do you have like specific Apps? Do women have apps? No, they totally don't. And if they advertise it that way, it's Mm -hmm. a sham. It's like an extension of AFF. 
Um, AFF? What's... Uh, oh, Adult Friend Finder. Oh, oh, oh. oh gotcha. So, gotcha. okay, you do find lots of bi women on Adult Friend Finder, but they're often partnered with a man who is just looking... Who doesn't get it? Who doesn't understand? Like maybe in all the porn you watched, women sit around wondering when the dick is going to show up. But that's not <laughs> real life. Like you could be there or you could not, mm-hmm. and it might be better if you weren't. And but they tend to have a distorted view of how necessary a penis is for sex. So mm. it's not an awesome hangout for real queer people. Oh well, I guess that sounds kind of elitist for queer people. Um, who aren't in the closet, I guess I'll say. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a sham. And when Craigslist was booming, Craigslist is where Back you would go. Back in the day. What? Now Craigslist is dead. Craigslist was a lesbian kind of, or... or well, I mean, did you not... Uh, they also had gay... Everybody. Well, I knew that. Okay. I knew th- I knew that it was a gay thing, but I, I don't know. I just... I, the I really, dudes I just are still don't know. using it a lot. Wait, how they banned they banned it? The oh, personal they'll put section. it in the like let's be friends section, like oh, in the community section. You just opened <laughs> up Ryan's world completely because people will say like, "I need some woodwork done." No um, fucking way! I need <laughs> some need woodwork done. <laughs> and the ways that people phrase it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, they're still on there. You know, boys are relentless. Oh, they, they truly are. We we know. I know for sure. That they is so funny. Away. They really like to play games, too. I just, I don't understand, man. Even though I am a man, I just, I don't understand it. Ah, what are you going to do with them? Yeah. I think the older people get, though, it seems like they get more transparent and more. I listened to one of your early episodes where you talked about dating people older or younger than you. Mm-hmm. And oh it, wow, that was like a long time. This could have even been our first episode. <laughs> I think so. You just took us way back when we were we didn't even know how to turn the sound on. <laughs> you couldn't tell. It sounded really good though. Oh, thank we you, thank we you. were probably drinking at the time. Oh, for sure. That for was sure. that was also back in the day when we used to like have a drink of the week kind of thing yeah. that we were going to always drink while we did this. And oh, but then that, that got expensive. <laughs> And during COVID, like, I think everybody's alcohol budget is a little, it's a little tight right now, Hmm. as is. True, true. All right. Well, let's, let's jump kind of into our topic of the day. So tell us a little bit about your background, uh, because today we're going to be talking about nutrition and we're going to focus it on, on the um, gay community. Exciting. So I'm a registered dietitian and I, people can't see me. I'm a person of color and I'm very, we'll just say black. Like you can't look at me and wonder (laughs) like, is she black? What is she? Definitely black. (laughs) And that's not common with dietitians. It's almost all like very skinny, um, visible collarbone type of situation. Little white ladies, very cis and het focused. Mm. And just recently I realized clearly I only feel passionate about serving the communities that I belong to because Mm -hmm. one, we're more fun. Every time I interact (laughs) with another queer person, I feel like I'm talking to family versus talking to someone who maybe is trying to tolerate me trying to understand me, thinks I'm from another planet, thinks I'm weird, whatever. So I've just decided to focus 
the content that I create on queer folks and people of color. But during the day, I work with kids and parents worried about kids, usually with new allergies and the occasional swallowing problem. We don't we don't want to talk about swallowing problems tonight. Um, I don't have any. I, so. yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. So but you also have a podcast. Yes. And Tell us about that. Okay, I'm super, super excited about it because I had another show. I still technically have it, but I wanted to tell my previous audience that they were canceled, but (laughs) people said I didn't need to be that dramatic. After (laughs) George Floyd was murdered and I started realizing there were people in my audience that didn't belong there. I don't know if you know it's a thing that there are people who don't like black people, but will befriend black people that they think aren't really that culturally black. I wish they would what? stop doing that. But I felt like there were How a lot do you of know people- when they're doing it? Oh my goodness. You don't until it's too late. Do they so- know they're doing it? Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Is it I'm gonna say yes. Those are like the people that are um the white savior complex or something like that, right? Yes. A lot of them. Well I had one girl tell me at work at a previous job that she really didn't like black people that much. She's telling me this to my face, like, like it's a normal thing to say. And that I was just almost not black at all. I was like an Oreo. First of all, um, that's not a compliment. (laughs) There are just like (laughs) so many things wrong with that entire conversation, but that has happened to me again and again and again. And I started to realize part of it is I'm not setting enough boundaries. I'm not filtering people out when people have all these problematic things to say and it's Mm -hmm. like one microaggression after another or they say something homophobic i might be like oh remember you can't tell who is straight in the room and who isn't so maybe like lay off of that i needed to be more stern and really make it more clear to people i don't just have this skin color i also identify as black all those stereotypes Mm -hmm. about black people that you believe just because i don't fit them doesn't mean i don't feel black that's not how that works. And with the queerness too, because I'm in a straight passing relationship, I have to keep Mm -hmm. on telling people, remember, I'm not straight. I'm not straight. I'm not straight. So that other show wasn't centered on my identities and this one is, and it feels so much better. And the conversations have been so much richer so it's called Body Liberation for All, and it's just 100% centered on people who have been marginalized to at least some extent, preferably a gay person, but I let some other people in there too. <laughs> <laughs> we let other people play in the games as well. Yeah. Yeah. But very rarely do but we rarely. A, a well, We on. tolerate from time to time. and <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like, why? There's so many people to talk to that are in the community. Yeah. And so how long have you been doing this particular podcast? Well, let's see. Four weeks. Oh, okay. (laughs) So this one's, how's it, how's it going? Do you do weekly? Really good. Okay. I learned my lesson. I did weekly on the first one and I did it for a full year weekly. I shifted Mm -hmm. to biweekly so that I could focus on the new show and I'm doing the new show biweekly as well. And I'm thinking I'm going to do seasons also. Because okay. weekly is a beast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> if you if you like work and plan, it's a beast. If you just show up like I do, yeah. it's it's kind of just, 
you just show up and talk and, and just kind of shoot the shit and quite yeah that, i mean honestly we just that's what we do we shoot the shit so yeah. it's just do you worry a lot about like marketing and do you look at your analytics or you really just have fun we just have fun for right now because i mean right now our follower base isn't too big to kind of uh market that mm-hmm. so we would love to yeah, grow we'd love yeah. for it to take off but We'd love to be a grower and not a shower. No, that's uh, that was a bad yes. that was a bad pun. I'm going to take that back. Well, it was headed in a good direction. I had it was promising. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, even listening to RuPaul's show, like listening to him and um, Michelle Visage, mm-hmm. the advertisers that they have sometimes, I'm like, oh, that seems so super niche. I feel like. You could get stuff like that. Have you heard any of the ads? I'm just assuming you listen to that show. I'm obsessed with RuPaul. Oh, I actually don't listen to many. Uh, so the main, the main two I listen to are uh, Nicole Byers, um, Why Won't You Date Me? Because she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, well, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but you should definitely check yes, her out. Yes, I have. Because I watched her Facebook series. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> was just. Curls? <sighs> no. Curl Code? Was that it? No. She no, different... it was better. It was um I think it was just Nicole or oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. Nicole. Oh god, no. Slight oh god. Oh god, I know this. If this is a trivia show, I know this. It's like <laughs> something loosely exactly Nicole. That's what it was. Yes. I get it wrong every single time. <laughs> There's too many words. There's too many words. Um but was I saying oh yeah, and then Bim Bam, my brother, my brother and me, because they're pretty funny and my ex got me. And and they're them. pretty they're not they're not a gay centered show, but they're, mm-hmm. if you follow them on social media, they are very open, open. and accepting mm-hmm. and, which um, is nice at r- true oh, cool. advocates, I think. So Truly. that's good. Cause oh, they, they always, they always out. identify with like, uh, proper pronouns and all that. And then the type of people that they have at their live shows, they always try to get their, the person's name and their like <clears throat> pronouns out so they can, you know, address them correctly, which is always right. nice, especially in our community. Cause you felt, you feel seen by, someone that you've put on a pedestal. So it's nice to, to feel that recognition once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like one of the things I look at on the show, all four weeks of it. I have other episodes recorded. So even though I say four weeks, that's just what's released. It's just how important it is to be seen and acknowledged and validated. Mm-hmm. And we focus on all these other facets of health. And we don't really focus on the damage that being marginalized or being treated like shit every day does to a person. Does, yeah. We already know that chronic stress is really bad for the body, but because the dominant culture doesn't seem to care or know much about being marginalized, you don't see that focus on all the explanations for health disparities that can really just be boiled down to chronic stress plus other stress being piled onto it. Like right Mm -hmm. now, why are so many African-Americans dying from COVID when other people are surviving? Well, African-Americans are chronically stressed because systemic oppression. And you would see the same thing if we were getting numbers about what was happening to LGBTQIA plus people getting Mm -hmm. COVID. It would be chronic stress from systemic oppression. And so I think that we need more tools to counter that damage because there is a lot you can do. I mean, building community, having a chosen family, making sure that you create safe spaces for yourself if you can, it makes a huge difference in how the body processes that stress we're under. 
Do you do you feel like social media is helping or hindering the process? Like, you know, we talked on the show some. I, I did not come out until later in life. So I sort of missed the whole bar scene. And then mm-hmm. Ryan, of course, he's at a great bar age, but there are really no bars to go to anymore yeah. around here anyway. So, I mean, you, we depend on social media. That's where you connect with people. That's where you meet people. And unfortunately for gay men, that's more often it's about sex than it is anything else. Yeah. Although, I mean, I've got some really great friends that came out of social media, Ryan being one of them. And mm-hmm. that's how we met. But do oh, you think, really cool. um, do you think it seems that like it's helping to me? Okay. But I, I can't really say a hundred percent because I'm millennial. I'm a millennial too. I'm an mm-hmm. elder millennial, but I'm still in there <laughs> like a Oregon trail millennial. So when I was old enough to be thinking about dating, it was all online. I, I don't think I've ever had any sort of romantic connection with someone I didn't meet online. And I almost wonder how it would even go. It seems so scary, <laughs> which I guess, I don't know, that just shows my age that that seems scary to me to meet someone in real life. In first. a bar? Oh, no, I, I am on that same page with you. Sorry, oh, we've that, got that we've got dog. the the <laughs> crowd going wild having a fight here. I, I guess she also gets paranoid and she just wanted to talk about it. She gets uh she's not comfortable meeting people in person in her life. I do think for really young people, social media is certainly making things worse when you don't know how to navigate it and when you're just, you know, anywhere trying to be yourself and you're subject to trolling and abuse. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're older and you know how to check out an environment and just leave if it's not for you, I think it's definitely been helpful. I mean, in Craigslist, those were the days. Those really were the days. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, I remember back in the day uh, using Craigslist, I, po- I posted a picture of myself in a jock strap, not like with my face or anything, but uh, just for some type of validation. And I was just like, Hey guys, what do you think of this new jock strap I got? And that that was a lot for me too cuz I would always like troll the the personal boards, like read through them and like hope that someone placed a missed connection about me. Uh and then oh, one day yeah. I I got up the gumption to actually post a picture of myself. And then um I got a few replies, but nothing like I was expecting and I was like this is lame. I'm not going to post anything ever again. <laughs> Yeah, see, I think I would have been, had I had access to that Mm -hmm. growing up, like when I was young, it would have devastated me. I mean, I was, I was, I was kind of a round younger person. (laughs) Like I've lost a lot of weight as I've gotten older. And um, I was, I was just very sensitive. And I feel Mm. like the gay community can be pretty harsh at times. That's absolutely what I wanted to know about. Yeah. I just wanted to ask a question since uh, Todd was touching on his um, weight loss. um, I wanted to talk to you since you were mentioning um, more stress or more undue stress in the, the BIPOC and LGBTQ communities. Do you see that? Like, how do you see that manifesting in a person's diet? Do you see them like overeating or like, um, what is it called when you don't eat? Restricting. Restricting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
or, yeah. or bulimia. Yeah, I think that's what I was. Yeah, I know. I'm um, like, I first I wanted to be like anorexia, but I didn't want to be too dramatic. <laughs> so, I absolutely see it. And it's interesting because people have these treatment models that are mm-hmm. set up for thin, well-to-do white girls, straight mm-hmm. white girls, that the assumption is always that everybody is restricting when they're diagnosed with anorexia or when they don't diagnose them, they're looking for the same reasons. So for those women, it's typically something about control and the beauty standards they're trying to uphold. But then in someone else who's being abused or bullied by the world around them, or maybe just being flooded with negative messaging, because even Mm -hmm. if your parents were a dream when you came out, Still, just being surrounded in a homophobic society where all this heteronormative stuff is constantly in your face and not seeing your own representation, it can make you think, well, something must not quite be acceptable about me and give you Mm -hmm. a bit of a complex, but it's kind of in your subconscious and you may act out with restriction, wanting to feel some sense of control in your life. And then two, when you're binge eating, binge eating is a normal reaction to dieting. So even though dieting is put out there all the time as a health promoting behavior, there's almost no research to support that, but there's a ton of research that shows the best way to gain weight and to weight cycle is to start dieting. You know, people all the time that wanted to lose five pounds and a hundred plus pounds later, they're like, maybe I should look into accepting my body. You know, it really is a bit of a disaster. And it's a little bit of a different experience for cis men versus cis women, because Mm -hmm. y'all have so much greater muscle mass for y'all dieting tends to actually produce some results um, because the way they even train men to change their weight, you focus on building muscle, which really does increase your metabolism. Whereas what they tell cis women to do is lots of cardio, which can compromise your muscle mass and lose weight, but they don't stress, lose fat, not muscle muscle mass. And so usually cis women will lose weight, but they lost a lot of muscle mass. And so then they can go out and do exactly the same thing and never be able to maintain their weight at the amount of calories they had before. And I've even seen this with those poor people that they torture on The Biggest Loser. Most of them gain the weight back because of how intensely they train them they're tearing down their muscle mass. And if you're 300 pounds, 400 pounds, you have a lot of muscle and you have a very high metabolism. And you don't just want to drop that weight really rapidly because it tends to be unsustainable. And then they feel bad like they failed when in reality, this whole system failed them, diet culture failed them. And I feel like I remember to answer a question. There was a question there I didn't answer. <laughs> no, you you just gave us some a lot of great information. Yeah. I, I am curious though, you do you see that are are women and men in the gay community is one affected more so than the other? Like I I guess because being a gay man, I'd see what gay men go through to sort of fit that image of what's supposed to be the perfect image and the perfect size and to get everything just right. Um, that it can kind of devastate men sometimes? 
trying to sort of meet the criteria that they think they're supposed to be fitting. Mm-hmm. Is that the same with women or, or do you find that straight women feel pressure more? Absolutely. Um, it seems like straight women feel more pressure. And I don't understand how cis gay men get drawn into this because there. I saw a documentary, I can't remember the end of it, but I think it was something about Adonis Complex talking about mm-hmm. all the pressure to be perfect in the gay male community. And it just seems so oppressive that I just don't understand um, why opt out of that bit of privilege of being respected for who you are as a person and your personality mattering more than your body? I wonder why. I want, I really do wonder why that has been such an issue for the cis gay man, that obsession with beauty. It's so similar to what cis women live with. So I, we talked about this on the show and I, I sort of feel like a big part of it and this is not scientifically proven. So I could live in Georgia and not believe in science then, but like um, I feel like a big part of that is it's our attempt to sort of, we, we feel like we're not fitting in our whole lives and we're, we're, we don't really understand who we are, but we just know we're different. And so we try to find where we can fit in. And that becomes a sense of control of, I want to be so perfect that I don't stand out and have a flaw that someone's going to target down the road. Oh, that's a really good theory. And I wonder too, if when we have more information and more history collected in one place where we're all exposed to it, will someone like a gay historian be able to explain to us how this obsession began? Because we know that homosexuality has always existed because it's Mm -hmm. literally the way people are born. And so I wonder if at some point this had a starting point and that it just became this cultural expectation that if you weren't a het man, you needed to be really stunning in very specific ways. So I I have a, I have a theory or a thought on that. So and this might just be me, but I feel like the gay community or LGBTQ, we are always like the pioneers of a certain or anything really, because like the inventor of the computer was gay and look, look at us now. Um, but I think it stems back to, or at least this whole body image thing with gay men stems back to the AIDS crisis. Cause back in the day you were able to tell if someone had AIDS based on their basically their body composition. So if they were healthy looking, then you knew that they didn't have AIDS. But if they were like sickly and skinny, then they were most likely sick. So I think, um, and it was also stemming from like the porn industry back in the day. So they kind of took from reality and said, well, these models are healthy and fit. So this is going to be what we kind of deem, quote unquote, like the perfect guy. And Mm -hmm. then it's kind of just been like that over the years. And we kind of just kept that falsehood going. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. The idea that porn could have had a heavy influence on people's concept of male beauty too, because Mm -hmm. for so long, where else were you seeing any kind of representation? Other than porn. (laughs) Yeah. Other than porn. So, so many people that would have been part of their 
coming up story and learning how to perceive themselves. Mm. And I, and I actually- also think early Hollywood, I think you go back to early Hollywood, like your stars like Rock Hudson and people like that who were forced to fit into a mold because they had, they had to be the sex symbol for women, but they also had to be tough for men to admire them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they were fooling anyone in the gay community. I think, <laughs> I think that men, gay men knew that, you know, there were stories that were constantly there. And I think it just sort of creates this um, glamorous lifestyle that, that we feel like we are supposed to be fitting in some way. Mm. Now, do you get to be a gay icon if you were closeted the whole time? I guess it depends on when you were closeted. I mean, we we technically had an episode about gay icons, and we included straight people in that too. Because, like, um, I, my my suggestion for that episode was Lizzo, because I, I feel like she's actually done a lot for our community, especially with body positivity. Um, I, I don't know if necessarily staying in or out of the closet could negate the amount of good someone could or could not have done for the community, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, not, and I think for gay men, gay icons typically, um, and I hope I'm not stere- over-stereotyping, over-generalizing <laughs> here because I tend to do that. But I do also think that we look at these strong women and they become our gay icons, like your Judy Garland's and your yeah. your Marilyn Monroe, like people who Gal who Fido. face adversity, um, but they are so glamorous, and they kind of they're they're who we kind of in some ways want to be mm-hmm. in a way, not like physically want to be. We just want to emulate that they they don't let things bother them. They mm-hmm. they live and be who yes. they are. So. I definitely see that in just the names that seem to always come up as iconic. Absolutely. But but I think it's, I think that's shifting. So, you know, when we talked about on the show, we, Mm -hmm. it seemed like now there you're hearing people like Lizzo or Taylor Swift, people who advocate for the community being icons. And then now you've got a lot of athletes, actual athletes who are out. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, these are the people who are going to replace those icons going forward mm-hmm. because they're going to be oh, real people and real shift. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest uh, mistake um, or uh, fad or I, I don't even know what I'm asking, but like what in the gay community and maybe the question is twofold for men and women, what is, what are we doing wrong nutritionally as a collective Trusting people who want to sell us stuff. And I think that could be true for absolutely (laughs) everyone. I do find the lesbians who are all about social justice tend to be more skeptical and tend to be more about fighting the patriarchy and maybe capitalism. And they're very skeptical about capitalism and then trans folks too, more non-binary folks and trans folks that are more comfortable with the old school binary who tend to question everything, who say, who said my body needs to be small? Who says this body needs to be hairless? Mm -hmm. Who said this body needs to be symmetrical? Really question the intentions of the people who sell you products that they claim are for your health and dig a little deeper 
when something pops up in your IG feed or even a friend or family member says, oh man, this thing has worked for me because a data point of one is great and we all love anecdotal things. Everybody loves a story. That's a human thing. But when it comes to knowing what will probably work for you, science is usually a better bet because that is supposed to be what works for most people. You know, when you do research, you should come out with an outcome that someone else could come along, do the same study, and get the same results. I mean, it's totally corrupted too because <laughs> culture corrupts everything. So it's not like science is perfect. But I think we all just need to be more critical consumers and remember that if you are not on your side, you'll find that on and on throughout your life, no one else is either. So you and your happiness and your comfort should be your top priority whenever you're making any decision about something you're doing for your health. So if you're looking at a diet that like, remember the ally pills, if the pill says, oh, it's, it's so effective, it's so exciting, it's been approved by the FDA, and then they say really quickly at the end of the commercial, but you might shake your <laughs> pants at inopportune times, right. that is a pass. That is a hard pass. Yeah. That is not, <laughs> just think about it. What are you going to do? Stay home all day? You're and not going to go. Pants. I mean, that's But you're going to no look go. really good. <laughs> you're going to look good. <laughs> Wait, so Dahlia, I, I have a question built off of that. So um, earlier this year, I started this like nutritionally complete powder called Huel. Have you ever heard of uh, such powders that claim to be nutritionally complete? And I have, kind of like Soylent Green. Cor yeah, correct. <laughs> what is yes. your take on a nutritionally complete powder diet? I just think eating should be joyful and that pleasure is actually a signal nature uses all the time to tell us when we've had enough of something. Okay. So we don't want to remove pleasure from the eating experience. If you are planning a trip to Mars, I say, get that powder. But <laughs> if you're going to be here, is that really what you want? No. Or are you prioritizing the way you look or want to look above your own pleasure? Like your pleasure is important and people play it down because we have all these issues with being all puritanical and weird here, but pleasure is important and nature uses those cues to protect you and to get you to do things it wants you to do. And nature wants you to survive. So it's, it's not a trick. It's not a trap. We don't have to learn <laughs> to repress our pleasure, which is kind of what dieting teaches like, Oh, you can't yeah. trust those cravings, but yeah, you can, because if you give yourself permission to eat, anything you want. No one is going to eat cake day in and day out because it will make <laughs> you feel like trash. Yeah. And if you really pay attention, the first few bites, that's usually the most fun. And as your taste buds get less and less sensitive, that's your body saying, you know, you're kind of done now. You could stop now. Like our blood sugar is going to start spiking. You can chill out. But if you are not in tune with your body, you miss all of those cues and years of dieting really makes it hard to hear those cues and other things too. Being a trauma, trauma survivor can make it hard to hear your own cues because to protect you, once again, your body will make you less sensitive to things and it, it could be all over your body. It doesn't matter where the trauma happened. You could mm -hmm. lose like feeling in your small toe on your left side of your body. And that could have nothing to do with the trauma, but it's just how the body 
tries to protect you because it just wants you to survive. So I think the best thing we could do is start believing that, that your body wants to help you and it's not an enemy. It isn't being big and that's bad. Maybe it's being large for a reason because that's another thing we don't hear about a lot. Fat doesn't just sit there and do nothing. It has work to do. It serves a purpose. So it keeps a lot of toxins from just being loose in your bloodstream. You know, it's working. It's not just sitting there. And then for women especially, which is why the fat just really does not want to leave, it has even more jobs with hormone regulation. And I'm kind of biased because even as I said that, I'm like, do I really know that the fat's not doing as much work in men's bodies? I assume that it's not because y'all have less. This is me being <laughs> ignorant and focused some, on my some own of gender. Us, some <laughs> of us have less. Yeah. Well, and it might be doing very important stuff. You know, you never know. I say follow your own body's cues. You may, your body may want to lose weight, but when you're forcing versus when you're trying to listen to your own cues and then you mm-hmm. find, oh, the weight's kind of dropping down, it's different from when you're trying to force it to happen. Because when we talk about plateaus, that's you trying to push your body faster than it wants to go or farther than it wants to go. And when your body senses that either you have had a loss in the number of fat cells because you got lipo or something or had it physically removed, or that you had a loss in the size of your fat cells, it pushes back hard. It nope. makes your appetite go up. It might make you feel more fatigued so you move less and burn less calories. It's very difficult to fight your body's will to survive. So it thinks you're dying <laughs> and you think you're getting snatched for summer. <laughs> Well, speaking of getting snatched for summer, uh, not at all related, but do you want to take a quick break? Oh, absolutely. All right, perfect. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. And welcome back to our guest, Dahlia. Thank you for sticking around. You are still You there, are there, right? right? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, still here. All right. Perfect. Are you ready to uh, answer some questions from internet randos? Yes, let's get into it. Perfect. Um, so first up, we have user suspect XIII. So what's that, 13? Suspect 13? That's what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> they ask, do you think heterophobia exists the same way homophobia exists? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I oh, love <laughs> that's a, from the, we hear this, oh, my Lord, like, oh. Yes. But, you know, it's just like, are the non-persecuted folks trying to be persecuted again? I think so. Is, is that what this is? Well, I don't I, I'm trust wondering that if that's question. The, so what's that? That's what I was going to say. I don't know what the question's really asking, because if it's saying, "Do we think that some gay people hate are people. afraid of <laughs> or don't like straight people?" I think that's a possibility. Oh, for sure. Oh, but definitely. But then, is it one of those where we need to have a straight pride parade? No, absolutely no, not. Because that's called not. a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it's like this is what people don't get. When mm-hmm. you're the group being given a hard time and you create community that's just for you, it isn't anti anyone. Like it's a survival technique. And 
every gay person has a ton of straight people in their lives. That's in unavoidable. Yeah. So you may have prejudice. Everybody does. Everybody has unconscious bias, but we literally don't have the numbers or the power to systemically oppress the breeders. So the no, <laughs> they can't feel persecuted. I love the way that you phrase that too, like the creating a group just for survival. Cause that's, that's literally like what's going on in our country right now where like white people are like, well, what about white lives? Right. And it's like, but bitch, no one was saying white lives didn't matter. The it's focus cr- right now is on black lives. <laughs> that's exactly the same thing. It's yeah. like, well, black people can be prejudiced too. Yes, and we can't ruin your life and <laughs> you know, stop you from getting jobs and living where you want to live. And we can't drag you down the street behind a vehicle and not be prosecuted. Like yeah. y'all are fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the stuff that like I don't know, just people just find something to complain about constantly. But did people engage with that comment? Oh, I I never really read the comments on Reddit. Smart. Yeah. Well, there's background to that because sometimes I post on Reddit, but then people don't like Ryan yeah, on Reddit. I don't, I don't think people like really? me on Reddit, yeah. which is so funny. I, th- I think I think what it is is his humor doesn't translate to the internet in world. writing. Yeah. Because he's he's super sarcastic and super funny, and I just think <laughs> when he puts it in writing, people are like, "This fucking asshole." Exactly. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, your humor is probably too smart. Oh, I I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely too smart for the internet. The internet (laughs) trolls, you know. They'll catch up one day, Ryan. They're not so smart. One day. One day. But in the meantime, are you guys ready for another question? We are. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, no, you cannot be heterophobic. Yeah. Done. Doesn't make sense. (laughs) All right. So, uh, user Bombi Nation, hypothetically, if the human race were dying, would you contribute to repopulation? Hmm. I mean, dying yes. like how quickly? Like, Ooh, that's how a many good people question. are there left? And do we want to bring somebody into the world to die with it? <laughs> that is a great question. Yeah, that is a very good question. <laughs> um, I was thinking more along the lines of um, Handmaid's Tale, where it's like, except not the forced rape, because right. no one likes that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I would, I would definitely like sign up to be like, yeah, I guess I'll put a kid in the world. But I feel mm. like you would do that anyway, Ryan. If if somebody approached you and said, eh, "I'm trying to have a baby," can, would you make a donation? You'd be like, "Okay, eh, okay, I'll help you out." Oh, <laughs> I mean, I just well, feel like that's who you are. To participate, they didn't make it clear either. I thought that meant like you had to make the baby, carry the baby, the old fashioned Oh, way. so I, I guess we have to look at this from different perspectives. Oh, yeah. For you, it probably does mean carry, carry this baby. baby. For us, it's mm. sort of like, it's about a two minute <laughs> gig and we're done. Oh yeah. Just get like a turkey baster. Hmm. I gotta say no. Have you seen <laughs> that show, um, a friend? No, that's not it. The end of the world or last man and the... Uh, the last I man on remember. earth. With, Thank with, you. Uh, I can't remember What's his name? Will, not Will Ferrell. Uh, Will Forte. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. Okay. And you see how that plays out when you try and populate the earth during an <laughs> apocalypse? Uh, no. Well, I'm I mean, if you, if you watch um, The Walking Dead... So I used to watch that. Like, I mean, of course, we don't know how this world is dying in this question, but mm-hmm. like with the zombies, like as soon as 
what's his name's wife got pregnant. I thought, what an idiot. What are you going to do with a baby? Yeah. He's going to cry constantly and you've got to keep up with yeah. it. Like, it. makes no sense it's to me. It's going to like alert the zombies where you are constantly. Exactly. exactly. That's not smart. Yeah, no. <laughs> not to mention then like it, heaven forbid something goes wrong in childbirth and then yeah then you've got a zombie baby to take care of so this question oh, is yeah, very unfair for the the female population because the 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 male population all they have to do is donate sperm pew pew done and then the the women have to carry it exactly yeah, absolutely not you probably end up dead that's a whole year of not being able to really sprint and oh totally fend for yourself okay yeah yeah so the, I understand. So we're just going to be selfish, and we're going to say, breeders, you got us into this mess. Yeah, and, you get us. And out. the gay population is going to find an island somewhere. And oh my god, I love it, gay oh, island, gay great. island. That uh, they have that already. It's I Fire think, Island, right? I think so. In yeah. New York, like that's like the gay mecca for men. <laughs> they're true. getting ready for the apocalypse. That's well, it. I'm just hoping they're going to let the bi people on because I know millennials, young millennials would let us on and mm-hmm. the Gen Z kids would definitely let us on. But the people above that, they might not. They well, might no, I'm a Gen, I'm a Gen X. I'm going to let would you, you come. Would you let us? Would I would let you. Okay. I would let you come. You'll have okay. Todd's approval. The rest of, <laughs> the rest of them are going to get eaten by zombies. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm a white male, so that carries some sort of weight, right? Kidding, I think so. kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think since you said it, like I'm glad you clarified that. I wanted people to know this coming from an authority figure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> T- uh, Todd, let me. He said I can come on Gay Island, so I'm here. <laughs> exactly. I have permission to be here. Uh, so tangent into this uh, next question, um, I wasn't fully informed on your how you identify. Um, so I looked up another Reddit because the questions I normally get are from uh, Ask Gay Bros Reddit. And I was like, huh, I wonder if there's an Ask Lesbians subreddit. There is, but they don't post questions nearly as often. So I had to go back like 20 days to find a decent question. So are you saying that gay and bi women... Just know all the answers already? I think so. Okay. That sounds I about mean, right. I feel like women are just kind of smarter than men in general. Anyway. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> well, they're in, they're investing, as we've already learned, they're investing so much time in dating so that they can have sex. Oh, they don't exactly. have time to ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming a, a lesbian asked this next, this next question. User uh, subjects, not objects, is casual sex... As easy for a woman to find with a woman as it is for a man to find with another man. That is the perfect question. Now, what does that tell you? That even the lesbians are like, what's happening? <laughs> These Why gay guys are hoes. <laughs> do I have to marry you first? Why are you trying to move in after three dates and we haven't had sex yet? I, I think the answer is absolutely not. And... <laughs> I don't know. They need a real grinder for women. There'd probably just be like six. What would it be called? There, it can't about, be called grinder. It needs a new name. What would we call it? I, I jokingly suggest the name Scissor, but without. Ooh, I like that. Because <laughs> I once had a friend in college, uh, and the, she was like my first lesbian friend, and she's like, "Don't ask if we scissor because we don't." And I was like, "Oh, I, I was going to, but thank you for telling me." <laughs> I don't know what the beef is with that because like the gold star ladies, I hope I'm getting it right. 
I think that's what it is. But the women who have never been with men and think men mm-hmm. are super unattractive on every level, they seem to have this real beef with scissoring and think that tribbing or grinding is like something that girls do in college when they don't know how to really have lesbian sex. But I would argue that that is real stupid and that (laughs) plenty of people love that. I don't know how it got such a bad rap. Oh, so lesbians do actually scissor? Well, uh, maybe upon request, (laughs) in my experience. (laughs) That's good to know. With some side eye and some comments about like, really? Like, is that entertaining to you? (laughs) (laughs) They did it on the Pornhub. I saw it. (laughs) This is the thing. It's like, it's so funny. They push back so hard against anything that seems like it's coming from the man, which I love. Hmm. But I'm also like, come on, you guys. It feels great. Chill out. Chill out. If it feels good, do it. Yeah, why not? Amen. That's my policy. Um, so unfortunately, that was like the only good question I could find from that subreddit. Um, so we're going to go back to Ask Gay Bros. Um, this next one is user repulsive underscore fig. How do you feel about a friend with benefit or a friend with, how do you pluralize that? A friend with benefits? A friends with benefit? I don't fucking know. How do you feel about a friend with benefit, but there is no sex involved? What's the that benefit? That makes no sense. Thank you. What's the benefit? So They're going to buy dinner. I mean, that is a huge benefit. I, well, I feel good about I that. Bring it. <laughs> um, Are they paying my rent? So this, this comment went Can on to say- Can I get Netflix say, out of it or something? They like, went on to say, like, cut, like, basically cuddling is all it is. That's not a friend with benefits. I really hope that person's like a child. <laughs> Please tell me a grown man is not asking that question. Oh, it's, it's you should see some of these other questions. I bet it is. But you know what? I'm going to say I don't I'm, I don't know being an older man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think that older men cuddle and cuddled growing up. So it'd be weird. We talked about this on the show one time. It would, for me, it'd be so weird mm-hmm. to think about cuddling with my friends. But I think that you would just cuddle up with your friends like nothing. Yeah, I like cuddling. So yeah, for me, not? that would be a friendship. Like and you, you do see people who who advertise for that. Like you, you hear of people who are saying, "I'm looking for someone to cuddle." Mm-hmm. That makes me so, so sad. And this is something that comes up with my friends a lot. I don't know if it's because I bring it up a lot, but (laughs) I just think the way that men are socialized to be completely cut off from physical affection outside of a sexual context is just so fucked up. And that is one of the ways that sexism and misogyny really hurts men. Because if I want to get a hug, I can always get a hug. I get more hugs than I want. But if you're a man <laughs> and you need a hug and you're single, then it's, it's a weird. problem. Yeah. 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 And that's that's messed up. Humans yeah. need physical contact. Why in the world did we decide to socialize men in that way? Uh, God only know. Well, I have no fucking idea. So. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Not cool. I wouldn't even begin to guess. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to the question, though, and I'm just going to say that I don't. I still think a FWB means something more specific. So, yeah. I mean, maybe there needs to be a new term or something, but 
Um, I think, I think that if you have an FWB, it means that you're having sex. Yeah. Like if I'm not getting sex out of an FWB. That's called a friend. Yeah. That's just a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't somebody, I hope that somebody answered it that way. That's a friend, honey. Well, I wonder <laughs> if they're asking because they want it to escalate to sex and it hasn't. Oh, maybe. Yeah. They're, they're like, I'm with this guy. We're going to become friends with benefits or we are, but we haven't gotten to the sex part yet. <laughs> He's, he's just waiting patiently. And then he needs Reddit to legitimize. Or, or maybe this is someone who is just like not sexual, but likes the connection oh, piece. And they don't, they don't know. True. Maybe they haven't even discovered that about themselves yet. And they're not able to, to express that part oh, of themselves yeah. yet. Because asexuality Oh, that's a, is a really thing. good point. Yeah. That's why they pay us on this show. This, yeah. We don't have degrees that's on our wall for nothing. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It makes sense. Oh, uh, gosh. I think we sufficiently. I do. Yeah. Uh, next user, we have Vigorous Rapscallion. That's a nice name. And uh, they ask, how can I get or how can I let a customer know that I'm gay slash interested or should I pursue them directly? Hmm. I want to hear the answer to this one. Well, you know, my theory is you just have to give them the look. Oh, uh, I'm not good with that. I, but... Most most gay men know the look. Okay. You give the look. If this customer does not return the look, he's probably straight. Like, are we? Is he assuming that this customer is straight? I mean, gay. Like, I, how does he know? I think he, he went on to say that he the customer was flirty. He also went on to say that he's wearing a face mask that has a rainbow on it. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that's indicative <laughs> that you're on the on the spectrum of gay. True, 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 true. Right. Wait, the customer has the rainbow. No, mask no, no. On? The the um, I oh. guess the cashier or whatever he oh. is. Oh, oh, see. I think I know who this person is. <laughs> You're so stupid. No, I do. I think he works at Home Goods. I've seen him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, you know, the, so many of these questions could be taken to reveal such a sad backstory. That <laughs> Being like, you know, the reason why we haven't gone out yet is that he doesn't know I'm gay. But every day, <laughs> work with like all this pride gear on. <laughs> That's not right? the problem. He knows he's not interested. One I, I day, feel like I feel like I'm going to go to Home Goods because there is someone who wears a, a mask like that. Home, mask. And I feel like I'm just going to walk by one day and go, "Rascalian," and see if he turns his head. <laughs> now, because I'm just curious. Or, or this guy could just show up to work one day with a shirt that says, I'm gay. Mm. So there's no doubt about it. I mean, that can help, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, how often is this customer in there? I think he said they're in there quite often. Maybe they are waiting for him to say something. Yeah. But see, this is be. why meeting people in real life is just horrifying. Why yeah. can't you just turn on Grinder and see if he's on there? <laughs> That's right. When well, he's in the and store, if he's not, turn it he's on. not available. Yeah. Well, the sad part about that is not all single gays are on Grinder, and some are on Scruff. So yeah, turn on Scruff. I just love the idea of being able to. I mean, I know that men get attacked too sometimes, but to know mm-hmm. that the likelihood of being attacked is so low that you it's safe for you to you tell people away. where you are. That's so cool. Oh, That's yeah. something we, I don't have. We have talked to. about that. Like I mean the the other part of that is the whole hookup culture. Mm-hmm. Like you will just meet some stranger in their house kind of thing. And yeah. it's like that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that you don't die. 
I know, right? But usually you tell people where you're going, right? Like, if I don't Uh, come back, this is the person who murdered me. I should start doing that. (laughs) So there are definitely at least, well, there's a couple guys on Grindr that know my actual address and then have ghosted me on the app. So they never showed up. We never had sex. Uh, but they have my fucking address, and I'm like, damn. Oh, don't like gonna that. Sh- they're going to show up one day and just murder me dead. Or just oh, show up out no. of the blue and say, oh, I'm ready. Yeah, right? Something yeah, came I'm up. I'm ready for love. I was distracted. You know, <laughs> I'm ready now. I do. I have a, a friend who's married to, I think they've been married for like seven years. And at the time, he didn't admit that he knew he was gay because he was on Grindr. Mm-hmm. They were literally in the same bookstore. Plus it was like the first ever gay bookstore in Atlanta. And it used to be a big landmark. So that also was, should have told them, but he needed more assurance and he just looked for him on Grinder and then put it away. And of course, pretended that he'd never used that app in his life and then went up to him. Oh, so it can be used for other things. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a sleuth tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, I just I don't believe in it so much anymore nowadays because it's like you just get penis pictures, unprompted penis pictures, oh. the equivalent of getting flashed. But you're supposed to save them. I'm telling you, that's that that idea to to save them. Oh, and what judge do you them. do with them when you save them? You you save them, and, and then one day you friends. publish. Yeah, you save you show them to your friends. No, you save them all. <laughs> And then you're going to put them in a book and have it published, a coffee table book called Unsolicited. Oh, oh my God. Just yes. random dick pics. That's going to be your first thing in your merch store, you guys. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm on. And you can have like this like yellow tape that goes across the front <laughs> says Unsolicited. Nobody's going to know it unless they want to look at the book and they say, dude, that's me. And then they want to speak out and say, that's my dick. And you're like. Do you really want to tell people you uh, just Who in sent the world it? looks at their own genitals enough to recognize it in a lineup? That's true, I guess. I, unless you have like a very specific, like I feel like I might be able to recognize really? my dick. Well, you would probably recognize, because you don't just send, if you're smart, you don't just send oh, any picture of your yeah. genitals. Like you've, you have posed that shit well. And yeah. like you've <laughs> done the lighting, nice. you've... <laughs> You've got the right angle. You've taken at least 30 pictures to get the perfect one. And so you're probably going to know that's you. Yeah. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. But think about how funny the book could be if you use some of like the most cringy things that people said when they tried to woo you with their dick pic as a caption. Woo. There's no woo. It's just a dick that says, (laughs) you just get the picture and it says, into question mark. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, usually that's, what it is. Oh, pretty much that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not oh, even that's clever. So disappointing. Yeah. Right? There's, there's no romance. No, there's no romance that's in this crazy world. Crazy because I know, of course, I knew that straight dudes were doing this, but I thought they might think, okay, maybe we think penises are magical because we don't have them. But for you to have a penis <laughs> and to know you want to have sex with someone who also has a penis, you should know that. That isn't a decent message. Like, that isn't even worthy of a response. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes your hormones get the best of you. I've but never But then you would have probably taken any raggedy-ass looking dick pic. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> oh, there are some who do, and you want to say, Uh-oh. really? Like... I, I've said that. I've said that. Some guy took a picture of his dick, but it was like a, a bathroom picture, and like his bathroom was a mess. So I responded. Uh-huh. I responded. I was like, you live like this? Oh, that's fantastic. 
Did he just yeah. go totally silent or he yeah. got all aggressive? Yeah. Well, yeah. I no, hope he this, cleaned this up guy. after that. Yeah, have, you ever, right? have you ever gotten one and just responded back and said, Donald Trump? Question oh mark? <laughs> oh, that would be good. You know what I have done, though? I've saved one to send right back. Like, oh, oh is this what we're doing now? So I would assume in your situation being bi, if I could just take a wild guess, like I bet straight men just assume you're an easy target. Is that you know, fair to say? It's interesting. I feel like men in general, and this is another gross generalization, it might not be true, but they <laughs> seem to, they're just very confident. They They always think they can, no one's out of their reach. Yeah. That, that no, seems that's accurate. probably true. Yeah. 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 Or at least the kind of guys I like. I criticize it and I'm like, that's literally the only type of person I would ever be with. My husband is like so proud of the fact that I'm the oldest person he's ever been with. And that's because I continue to age after we got together. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> he's like going to be retiring within a year or so. And I'm 38. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're the oldest one. Nice, nice. Wait, so what is the age difference with you two? 22 years. Whoa, holy gosh. That's a lot. And he's like, wow, I can't believe I'm with a 38-year-old. I'm like, I can't believe that I'm your first 38-year-old. But that's that's a nice title to hold. Well, you know. Because each year, each year, you're going to be another first for him. oldest (laughs) one. Yeah, but is that the title I really want? No, no. The oldest bitch. <laughs> the oldest bitch you've ever been with. <laughs> this, this, oh, is the, this is the settle down model right here. This this is going to be the last model right here. <laughs> no trade-ins. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Well, I do feel like after a while you realize just running around and finding a new partner, it's very exciting in some ways. But there are other things that only a long-term relationship can do. I don't think one's better than the other, Mm -hmm. but just sometimes you get to an age where you want one and not the other. What is it like being single after all those years of monogamy? Is it liberating and fun and exciting or is it like Um, boring? I mean, there was, well, and and I'm not single now. Um, (laughs) There was, yeah, there was, um, I, I definitely went through my freedom phase. And so, it was, I mean, it's a complicated story, but it was, you know, it was basically the whole adult life. And so it's it's about kind of um, just coming to terms with trying to figure out who am I and and how do I want to live my life and, and what do I even care about and, and value in life that's about me as opposed to about trying to keep something going that, that needed to not keep going. Mm. Yeah, I bet that's relatable for a lot of people. And I and I do think in the gay community, gay men tend to when you have a breakup, you just sort of you you always have this thing. Well, you always say I'm going to be real. I'm going to go slow. I'm going to take it easy, and it's just full force. (laughs) Like you plow through your grid on grinder so fast, and then it's like ah, tired. I'm done. I'm done. I finished grinder tonight, so I don't know what to do with my life. I've reached the last level on Grinder. Um, speaking of going through your Grinder grid, I have one last question for you guys tonight. Um, the most important one, I'm sure. Oh, probably not. You know me. 
Um, user O underscore MXX. Do you get hornier in hot weather? Oh, actually, that's a that's a valid question. I I think it's I think it happens. But why? Really? Is it because people are? Well, I'm wondering if because you're wearing less clothes. Well, think oh, about maybe. spring. Don't you get pretty revved up in the I, spring I when like the weather always, shifts? I feel like I'm always revved up because like winter mm. is perfect for cuddling and like you know uh, cuddling. No winter, you're just you're just like give me some. Forking. Give me some comfort food. Give me some fat filling food. And I'm just going to lay on the sofa and not move. But in the spring, <laughs> all of a sudden, you just feel like, ah. And, and then people start wearing shorts. Less and and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. It does seem like all the other animals breed <laughs> For, in the spring. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, do we do that? I remember, and now in hindsight, I feel like this is inappropriate that a high school teacher told us this, but this was a science teacher who said that it's really lower temperatures that get people excited. Mm-hmm. And that when people say, take a cold shower, they are giving you bad advice. You should take a hot shower to, you know, shut right all that here. stuff oh, down. Oh, good to know. But oh. I don't, I know the only thing worse than, well, I'm not going to say, um, just sweaty sex is, it's a no. And the warmer it gets, the more yeah, of a risk that yeah. is. So winter <laughs> sex all the way. Yeah, less sweaty. However, I do believe more babies are born after winter months. So yeah. When was I? But born? is that because you're stuck indoors with nothing to do, or is that because you're just horny in the winter? I mean, I think it's the maybe nothing it's else stuck to indoors, do. nothing to do. Oh my god, how many babies are going to be born because of COVID? The COVID babies. There's going to be a lot. Yeah, yeah, oh it god. really is. Going back to your question about would you take one for the team and and help repopulate oh, the we earth? We don't need to. to. Yeah. It's going to happen. These horny heteros, they got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be so just chock full of babies soon. It's going to be. Bananas. And the sad thing, the sad thing is, all the schools are closed. They're going to let teachers go, and then suddenly it's going to be like, "Damn, we need them again." Where are they? <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be really, really interesting. It's. I, I wonder what we'll call them. COVID babies, oh, I, the COVID boom. I mean, like baby boomers, and co- uh, yeah, I don't know the COVID boomers. COVID boomers. Oh, hmm. could be. And that'll we'll that'll see. be their generation, the COVID boomers. Hmm. To end the other boomers, <laughs> because that's got to that's got to make you feel really good to know I'm a COVID baby. Yeah. That's going to be so interesting. They should be so incredibly jaded. <laughs> I mean, to be born under those circumstances, like tell me about your love story, mommy. Oh, we, we met just, on Tinder. We were, I was super <laughs> bored. <laughs> we fucked because there's nothing else to do. Absolutely but we, wait, but we waited 14 days and didn't see anyone else before we got together because that's how you had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Although, what if that's the secret? Like having a baby out of COVID, they just automatically have COVID immunity. Oh. How about that? Hmm. I like that idea because I've watched too many zombie movies. I'm like, sounds feasible. But again, I live in Georgia (laughs) and we don't believe in science here. I'm like, yeah, sounds legit. It's more like sci-fi. I think think when the baby's born, you just bathe it in the blood of Christ and it's good to go. Uh, That's right. That's what it is. Sorry, I got the steps wrong. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Well, I think that is uh, it for the episode. I think that's, yeah, I think yeah. that's it. So, did it's you have good. anything else that you wanted to say? 
I just hope people will check out the show. It is really just for us. And there really aren't enough resources out there that are specifically for queer folks. Mm -hmm. And aren't you sick of parsing through shit with your self-help? Like, (laughs) this is made just for you. Yeah. Come on over. We need more of that. And and tell us one more time, where do we find you? So our, our listeners can find you. Yes. So on Instagram, I'm Body Liberation RD. That's who I am on TikTok as well. And that's my proof that I'm a young person. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I have like an abandoned body. Wait, wait, I'm- wait. I'm sorry. My TikTok only has gay men on it. How does that even happen? <laughs> but go ahead. Okay. My TikTok is all thirst traps. Interestingly, it's all like transmasculine thirst traps. Nice. I guess like you linger over the image too long and you're like, damn, it's, that person's hot. It's, that person's it's hot. one person in sweatpants dancing to some 90s song. And now, I guess it said, it's oh, this is what algo- he wants. And part of your algorithm yeah. now. <laughs> I do think it's funny how quickly they figure out your age. Cause I think I must've liked one too many 90s song and they're like, oh, this bitch is old. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like old gay um, TikTok. Nice. Nice. Um, but to say you're, uh, I don't think you actually said the name of the podcast other than promoting the, oh. your social pages, the yes. body liberation for all body liberation for all. And you can get it anywhere. You enjoy fine podcasts as Spotify, iTunes doesn't matter. And if you just want to visit the website and subscribe there, it's daliakinsey.com. Sweet. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think that is all we had to say on our end as well. So, uh, Thank you, listeners, for tuning in for another episode of Oh Hey! The Podcast with me, Ryan the Millennial. And me, Todd the Gen Xer. And uh, if you'd like to reach us, you can uh, reach us at ohheythepodcast at gmail.com. And I finally matched everything to say Oh Hey! The Podcast. So Instagram is Oh Hey! The Podcast. Twitter is Oh Hey! The Podcast. No more scavenger hunts. Yeah. We're just all Oh Hey! The Podcast now. Well, easy, that's that's going to make it so much easier. There's no reason that no you reason. can't find us. Yeah, none whatsoever. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you have anything else, Todd? I know I I'll, say that. I'll stop saying that. You you say that every time, and then I feel like I'm put on the spot. And I'm supposed to come up with something profound. I have nothing other than just eat some rainbows. Gotcha. That's perfect. Let's ride a unicorn. Let's consume some rainbows. And um, thank you again for being on here, Dahlia. Thank you. Absolutely. thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I, I just love your show. Oh, thank you. Thank and you. We're glad to have you on. Appreciate Anytime it. you want to sit at the table, come on. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be back. Oh, and come, oh, come to you. Greensboro. That's that a, would be great. That's a trick. As, as soon as um, <laughs> COVID is over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what we do with you, but come to Greensboro. There's nothing to do here. There's, There's really not a lot to do. Oh, is there not? No, I mean, well, there's there's a lot to do, but like, like I mean, there are no bars. The yeah. only gay bars are closed, and oh, yeah. Well, okay, when they're reopened, <laughs> we do we do our pride though in October. So you know, you could pick an oh, October I'm one year. That man, oh, that's what we should do. We should do pride there, and then do pride here because we do it in October too. Oh, oh okay. all right. Well, I'm in next right. year. Yes. <laughs> Next when we get a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on and uh thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.